Hello everybody, and welcome to the review, the full album review for Bjork's album, Medulla. I don't know if I said Medulla right, but it's Bjork's album, Medulla, the track-by-track breakdown, over here at the Rockin' Beards podcast with your boy, Holden, Stefan, Roy, I did not forget, I told y'all I'ma do all the Bjork albums, I didn't say I was gonna do it in a timely fashion, I just said I was gonna review them all. So yes, we are here, we got some medulla, and I'm so excited to be discussing this with you. I say that sincerely, spoiler alert, this may be the weirdest, one of the weirdest albums I've talked about on this entire channel, and I can't wait. Um, On that note, I recognize who I am, I'm a person who one day was like, I'm gonna start reviewing albums. And then I just kept doing it. And then I did it in a format like this, where it's track by track. And I'm a lot more interested in, in album composition and just how people write songs in a way that makes an album super interesting and diverse than, let's say, the individual singles version of it, which I, I kind of think a lot of people these days are into singles. But when I was young and I was buying albums, I cared about the singles and I, and I treated music like it was a bunch of singles and now that I'm like doing this whole channel thing I've come to really just just fall for the idea of like albums being these incredible almost movie-esque pictures to go through when done correctly I'm not trying to imply anything about medulla that's what the whole reviews for I'm just describing why I've come to be where, where I've come to be at through this journey of doing these album reviews but a lot of my ability to even just learn and grow because Google sucks go type into Google SEO guys ruined Google so the best way I've come to learn is really just talking to y'all the real fans anybody clicking on a Bjork review that says part one that's this long y'all are OG fans and I recognize that so y'all have probably more profound knowledge and wisdom than I have this is the fresh ass perspective of this journey as uh anyway so with that I like to give a lot of love to the comment section and I'll answer you if you make that comment and I like to kind of pick up my favorite comment typically it's last week's video but we'll go with last Bjork video in which case I did do the Vespertine review and on that Shiru90 said based on the latest news from her and this is in response to something i said directly but based on the latest news from her i'd say a new album will probably not be released before 2021 2022 which is a shame but gives me time to get through the quest you know what i'm saying i've heard a recent interview and she says she always writes new stuff but right now she's still far away from a new album don't take my words for granted though it's just my hypothesis i'm gonna trust your hypothesis more than mine i'm like a brand new bjork fan i only learned how to say her name after putting out a couple of uh, videos for all we know she might surprise us all I hope she does. I wonder if she plans to continue her collab with Arca or Rabbit, or if she plans to change once more. She has changed collaborators a lot through her solo career. In Vespertine, she worked with Matmos, and I don't think I said that about the Vespertine review, so thank you Shiru90 for pointing that out to everybody watching the Medulla review. I don't actually think I looked up who the producer person was for this project, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to get into it real soon, so before we do, I'd like to give a special thanks to the patrons, Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prada, Jonathan Barnes, T.G. Black, Hurricane, Lindell Williams, Coney Sparks, and yeah, they're awesome and they deserve a plug while people are still listening instead of at the end when everybody clicks away. On that note, let's get into it. Today, we are continuing the quest of the Bjork albums. I decided uh, after reviewing her album Utopia that I wanted to hear all of her music and go through that process of learning and just seeing like why she has the reputation she has in music land we'll say um with that 
I've gone through them now chronologically based on Spotify and Wikipedia and stuff. So started with debut, then we did post, and then just kind of rolled on from there, including watching Dancer in the Dark and Selma songs. And it looks like next up, I get to talk about Drawing Restraint 9, the music from Matthew Barney's movie or whatever. So yeah, that's, that's next on my list before I get to the one after that, which I think is volta maybe anyway like i said i'm gonna keep running it through until i get to the point where i listen to utopia again and kind of wrap up and be like so now that i've gone through a career what did i think about what i said before because like utopia like i said was my first ever anything bjerk and then so now i've gone through it chronologically just kind of to go through the experience of having all of her music like it came out in that order that's how people from the old or the og days would have consumed her content so in terms of like the full albums and listening to it so i wanted to go through that experience um i was actually like ready to go with this medulla review like a month ago and i don't know what happened time passed and then i was like ah my vacation's coming up i'm on vacation right now so likely the day that this part one comes out is the day that i'm sitting here on vacation and i'm able to like i'm recording this it's lunchtime at work so all of my work colleagues are eating lunch and i am sitting here doing this review having had quite the leisurely morning which included re-listening to this album because it's actually been a couple of weeks since i did my review um and got to this point as far as like a general familiarity with her i've come to be almost enamored with bjerk's perception of the world and i find it really inspirational and to a degree where the biggest takeaway i have since i started this little mini bjerk quest is no longer does being outside with the silence is it like without headphones it's not as daunting because Bjork almost taught me to listen for the natural rhythms and music in my environment and so like i'm a type of person in a crowded area i like my headphones on blasting the music but now it's almost like i can mix the sounds of the ambiance in my head to create some rhythms up inside my mind because i feel like Bjork does that and i don't know i find it really fun now and so in a weird way going through these bjerk albums has had like a tangibly positive impact on my life like it's become a new dream of mine that somehow these reviews catch bjerk's attention and she wants to talk to me that'd be hella cool and then i could do a little interview with her and that would blow my freaking mind because i bet all things considered she is one of the rarest philosophical musicy minds that i think we'll get like in this this whole little generation of stuff out there like i'm surprised like a lot more people aren't all over her stuff all things considered i don't know i don't know maybe because she's a little bit on the older end of life now so she isn't as cool i guess that's kind of how it works a little bit the uh, but i don't know i feel like man utopia is an album that was should have been fresh and popping with all the youths too it was freaking it was awesome anyway we're here to talk about medulla and if you give me a second i looked up the definition of medulla this time i figure we just run with that it's the inner region of an organ or tissue especially when it is distinguishable from the outer region or cortex as in a kidney an adrenal gland or hair the source is whatever google pulls with that dictionary box when you type up a word oh it's oxford it is also short for medulla oblongata, which 
Give me a second. I don't want to be wrong, so I'm going to fucking read the internet here at y'all. The continuation of the spinal cord within the skull, formulating the lowest part of the brainstem, constraining control centers for the heart and lungs. So there you go. It's inner organs. Uh, the soft internal tissue of a pith of a plant. I think um, with that, and Burek had just had like a baby. So I think we're supposed to like be in the internally organs creating baby and stuff mode i mean this the internet told me she was in like baby mode so i have no reason to doubt the internet on this she seems to be extremely inspired by her life in uh, almost gonzo journalistic kind of way and i don't say that negatively i say that like it's freaking cool and if we're getting mommy bjerk i'm down i'm always i'm and I say this with sincerity, at this juncture of my life, doing some homeworks and stuff, I'm always down to, to hear what the mommies have to say because one day I'm going to be that daddy and then I'm going to have to deal with the mommy. And I want to make sure I understand all the mommy stuff I can possibly understand so that I can survive unscathed with as little of the dumb men moves i am likely to make in the course of dealing with that type of stuff i'm like turning 32 in a few days so like all i'm thinking about lately is this con i mean it's hard to not think about baby stuff with this damn bjork album and anyway we'll get into it we'll get into it i like to cover um she looks freaking fierce she's got this like cool mask on and it looks like she's got an accompanying dress thingy but it's very like you know revealing in an attractive sexy kind of way but more like she could kill me with the fierceness in her eyes like like she has some mutant powers that will strangle me if i like approach her in a negative kind of way like i really like this cover i think of all the beard covers so far the look like the look in her eyes it's so engaging it's so attractive in like this mysterious like her mind is explosively interesting like i don't know i find it really cool and again i'm also like picture her you know using some mystic powers to slice you up if you fuck with her i think i've established that now so i think the cover is cool it's engaging i don't know i like it um the title's interesting kind of sets a theme for the album in the way that she's been doing so far with all the other projects and on that note i see no reason not to just get into this and start talking about how the pleasure is all mine so a key thing to point out about i guess the music of this album so vespertine had a lot of weird samples and instruments and sounds i believe that put it together and created this musical experience um you know that, that was really cool it was really enthralling but it had a lot of sounds going on and then you've had other ones that were large sounds and whatnot so it's almost like bjork having gone through pushing different boundaries within herself on how she's going to make the albums decided to go to the next level and more or less produce an acapella album that almost all the musicality is based on specifically human voices and mouth sounds so in a sense we are saying here that bjork made the beatbox album and, and and i say that really cool but you get like a real example of that the way that <laughs> i'm not doing it very well but those kinds of sounds playing like a percussion role and then her like weird moaning sounds coming in to contrast that uh, as she flows through it and it, it just kind of has oohs and ahs that i feel it out like listen the first time i heard this album i was like so 
this is the weirdness of Bjork. Like, I thought the weirdness was the click clankety clanks in the, the Summer Songs album, but no. This is the weirdness, because, like, this song doesn't freaking sound like a lot of other musics you're ever going to hear in your life while simultaneously following the tropes of those musics in terms of composition and a little hook and whatnot but like all the sound she uses are are, are just so so interesting um lyrically she comes in and she's like the pleasure is all mine to get to be the generous one is the strongest dance the pleasure is all mine to finally let go and evenly we flow and it seems interesting uh the last album was very sex driven so moving into this uh from what the internet says it's a mommy-ish kind of tone and i kind of see what she's talking about like i mean from like a breastfeeding perspective you're in like this empowered position where you're like caring and nurturing and giving like life essence to your child and it must be like such an amazing feeling to to like do that and I, I, I don't really know what that's like because I don't think I can ever know to my knowledge unless they do some weird science crap in the next decade or so. But I'm not really banking on it. But uh, I don't know. To, to finally let go and evenly we flow, it kind of just also pictures like this connection with this little being that is yours. And again, I've been thinking a lot in the last few months about just babies as my baby fever and my own little life kicks in. And I don't know. I kind of kind of can picture what that emotion is like kind of like just as i fantasize about having it sounds kind of fucking weird but fantasize about just what it's like to have a kid and whatnot and and to have that little being where it's like you take what's yours and you have this like focal point to give towards this new creature um granted in the next verse i'm not really one of the women like her but the pleasure is all mine women like us we strengthen most host like when in doubt give um and i think it's almost like a commentary on mothering where when you are a mother a woman like her you get this strength from giving and even if it's confusing and weird or i guess it must be hard to transition into it like fuck it trips me out a lot um i don't know i feel like it's just kind of given almost like this like sense of wow being a mom is cool like it's empowering to be a mother i feel like stronger and more amazing almost like who gives most who like, like almost like it's now like a competitive edge to be altruistic because you imp- you give strength almost to your child. I don't know. When in doubt, give. It's such an interesting line too, right? Because I guess as a parent, you're going to have moments where you have choices to make. And I suppose when you really evaluate every choice in your life, are you being selfish with that choice or are you being selfless with that choice? That's how I boil the world down. In every action, I'm being selfish or selfless. Like you can either have those, sometimes maybe they coincide. Um, But in general, you're allowed to be selfish. No one's saying you can't be selfish, but I guess when it comes to parenting, the correct option in Bjork's message here is when in doubt, give. Choose to be selfless and you will like always be good with it because the pleasure is in giving. And I kind of understand that as I get older and I'm not as broken poor as young stupid me. So I find a lot of pleasure in altruism and, and just generosity in general. Like I understand 
the essence of the spirit of Christmas now that I'm not broke. Because when you're broke, it's hard to understand the pleasure of giving. But when you have and you can fuck up somebody's mind by giving them something that means a lot to them, that's pretty cool. Anyway, um, I don't really like know that this is a hundred percent like a song I would go out of my way to listen to, but it's so weird. And then it just stops about two thirds of the way through and has this weird, like voice interlude musical break thing. And then it just kicks back in and I don't know, it just kind of ends. And overall you're left with this completely vocal experience where there's choirs where there's like almost drums being drums again being replaced by breath noises and other such kind of sounds and i thought it was so cool i went from not really being into it but this is so well composed and it captures such a great energy because i feel like with Bjork's music when you listen to it enough and you put it on repeat you get a real sense of the energy of the music and it's just so warm and enveloping where like you almost want to go out there and just do random acts and kindness when you're done listening to this track uh this is one of my favorites on the album so i'm gonna say to me it starts with a real high point like it's really engaging and i mean it's short it's about by like beer standards because she can go up to like five six minutes or whatever so three and a half minutes proper whatever but like i thought it was just cool and it got me i had no idea what to come with the rest of this album at this point so as you are listening to my review i hope that you'll show me forgiveness with any of the blunders i may say okay so now we went into an area of music that i don't like ever listen to and that's singular female-led vocal let's just say acapella single voices like that singular people like just doing it like the raw vocal track with no beat i'll take an acapella group like the pentatonics or whatever and that's kind of fun and funky to me but in general i have not ever been a huge fan of just sitting there and listening to a person sing like this i can sit there and listen to a person bust a hot freestyle like this that's cool to me because it's more fun and upbeat but this general sound is not my cup of tea with that being said the passion and emotion and like everything she throws into her voice it is incredible how much she carries this song like it is such a beautiful experience to listen to so i can objectively acknowledge how amazing it is and it serves as like a kind of cool little boundary between the two tracks surrounding it so you know it comes in with this cool fun flowing energy and then instantly it it almost like feels like she's second guessing herself in a sense and you have show me forgiveness and i again imagine being a parent is full of that kind of stuff so show me forgiveness for having lost faith in myself and let my own interior up to inferior forces the shame is endless but it soon but if soon start forgiveness the girl might live i mean she sings that out real slow like and then goes ooh for a while at the end of the track and just kind of carries out this emotional tone and it feels kind of heavy and somber but i like that show me forgiveness for having lost faith in myself i imagine as you make choices throughout the different parenting decisions or just life in general you'll lose faith in yourself and you kind of have doubts like all the time in myself and like you certain things will happen or perhaps i don't know 
you just put a lot of faith in a certain endeavor going a certain way and when you wake up and realize nothing went the way you planned and ultimately you're the fool you're kind of left wondering what's up but then you lose faith in yourself and it's in that moment when you start making bad decisions and you stop being the person you're supposed to be that it gets kind of inch it gets kind of problematic for your ability to function with others you know that's when you're you let your own interior goes up to inferior forces so the bad things that really shouldn't be bothering you probably the little minute words in your head the self-doubts all the things like that um that are popping up which again you should be stronger than is especially what you would probably be telling yourself in rumination mode you know so the shame feels endless and then when you start forgiving yourself and realizing life is okay and you kind of rationalize it all the girl might live you might be able to go back to your normal things so to me it's almost like she had a moment in the first track where she you know when in doubt give or whatever she says there you know so she makes a choice maybe the choice wasn't good maybe she made a little mistake and here she gets to evaluate it and ultimately go through the process of when she says show me forgiveness i believe she's talking to herself about herself because that's how you can kind of establish you know um like growth and, and building within yourself is to acknowledge maybe mistakes happen and through that you can find wisdom but when you have faith in yourself you can take these efforts and like turn them into something but when you've lost faith in yourself you'll get defensive and you'll stop seeing things as they actually are and this is just my humble opinion of course but i don't know i love the fact that bjork will tap into such base humanity in the way that she she creates her her, her songs like that um so i love what she brings to the table with so little in in such a short little piece uh and i gave it a 4.25 because of that it's just like i would never really listen to this again not there's so much other bjork music i like that this is not up there on that list for me based on uh, a sonic preference but the question is when it comes to what music you would listen to where is the line so before i talk about this track about three weeks ago so after i like kind of gone decided to review do the review but like before i got around to reviewing it um i had a little conversation with my girlfriend and i'm like you remember that track that beatboxer dude i can't remember his name he sings that song where it's like if your mother only knew so like if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about at this point if you don't the dude's name is Razel, and he does beatboxing and i remember at one point that crap went viral around my life and everybody was singing that and everybody was trying to be a beatboxer myself included of course everybody trying to be a beatboxer and as far as uh beatboxing people go i have literally never heard of another beatboxer up into it so prior to getting to the point where i did this review i had literally gone online and just watched the if your mother only knew watched some video of him doing some live stuff so i was super familiar with that i fucked that up real bad but that sound he makes is he does his crazy fucking pounding in uh bass drum things and i was like that was real exciting to me anyway also joining bjork on this track is freaking an icelandic choir but mike patton from faith no more who is truly like a fantastic vocalist and instrumentalist <coughs> and gregory pernhagen who is apparently a human trombone so i love the fact that again instead of like 
instruments per se it is a serious amount of like heavy hitters in the world of vocalists to create this beautiful experience that were that you would listen to on this track where there's intensity and drama and like throughout this song there's all sorts of different sounds that overtake the main uh like lead of the verses like in one of the cases it's like this soft like whistling thing that just flows into everything kind of culminating back into the main loop of the track all back to this crazy chorus where each time it builds up a little stronger with where is the line with you and it's just really cool like i don't know as far as songs go like i thought okay maybe i'm not gonna like this album because show me forgiveness kind of took it away from that five line and i'm like okay and then i realized okay maybe i'm gonna like, like half this album because instantly my excitement drove back up on top of that bjork is a swamp monster that like eats her own fur and crap in the video and i think bjork might be a furry i'm, I'm not saying she's a furry in like a sexual kind of way but i'm pretty sure that this lady really enjoys dressing up like animals as much as she can and i think that's all it really takes to constitute being a furry i might be wrong about that um i don't know i'm not saying that disrespectfully but i was looking at her in the video and that was what popped into my head um this song is fun like it's one of the more like i think i can really kind of get something out of it in a more relatable kind of way as a non-mother um but where's the line with you is a powerful question instantly it's like ethics right it's how far are you willing to go it's often something you would say to somebody who has either hurt someone like you're directly that you that you care about or yourself or something along those lines but you kind of get that the real essence that she's questioning how far somebody's willing to go in a non-positive way right and it could also be construed with the music industry in general because we all know that they tend to not be ethically good they've done a lot of corrupt stuff when the money's involved and i bring up the money because let's look at verse one as it goes my purse wide open you ask again i see you trying to cash into accounts everywhere so like to me this is like a partner a friend somebody trying to mooch off of her or just the music industry taking every freaking dollar they can out of money that should rightly rightfully go to her all that to say it's got this power to it where like you know after the last song it's like she she kind of lets her she gets over her self-doubt believes in herself again and now she's lashing back really powerfully and i love this song i love the way it follows up the last one like this is a perfect story arcy move for an album in my little opinion um then she goes in the second verse i want to be flexible i want to go out of my way for you but enough is enough and here you see like her trying to accommodate and trying to put up some stuff but it's almost like somebody's taken for granted even come to expect things to the point where she's really just like yo the straw hit the camel's back or broke the camel's back that went on top of all the other straws i really tried i really did what i could but at the end of the day you just keep asking for more you just keep pushing it you're not really capable of understanding that there are limits to life and for you there is no line so where is the line with you and it gets more and more intense then in the third verse i'm elastic i want to go out of my way for you i want to help you and then it's almost like she want you just feel this craving like look elastic i snap in place i come back in so it's like i try to get away maybe i try to push away but i can't have it uh, i came back i have to help you i want to help you so badly but i mean at the end of the day what's not being said is you need to help yourself so at a certain point when are you going to hit that 
point where you're willing to do so, I can only go so far. Um, I want to have capacity for you and be elastic lad to be elastic for you. And it almost feels like as she being stretched so thin and whatever, she's about to snap and the capacity is being reached and she wants to be elastic again, but the elasticity is gone. And that's something that can happen with something that's elastic. If you stretch it too much, you stretch it too far, its ability to snap back into place and be what it's supposed to be again is gone. Therefore, if let's say you treat somebody who has a lot of money as like a bank account and they come to feel that you're only in it for their cash flow there was nothing you can say to like really convince that person otherwise there's no value to you you break the elasticity of their compassion or whatever else um so whether it's the music industry stretching or dry or a romantic partner draining your bank account or just everything or maybe it's even about a kid and a kid always needing to need more and always having more and there's never ending and it never ends i, I don't know i don't really think this song's about her kid but it could be um i feel like it's got some very powerful intensity as she's like expressing back against whatever i'm elastic for you but enough is enough where is the line where is the line and it just kind of ends on this note where like you really feel that she's reached the end point and she's saying enough is enough i guess that was pretty freaking clear i digress the song is a culminating musical experience of awesomeness it really just has so many cool sounds going on at once the the the, the hip-hop style beat mixed with all the other crazy sounds creates this this unique but amazing experience that you just can't help but want to listen to again and again so i gave it a five on five and i would absolutely say this is one of my favorite songs and one i would go back to over and over again on that note let's talk about vocoro this feels like church music to me with the way the 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 choir in the background ah ahs and whatever just reminds me of like a catholic setting where a bunch of people in robes are humming and hawing and like this song is really really beautiful in the sense that i i feel like if i were to score a music i could see places and scenes where this song would elicit exactly the kind of emotion i'm going for this hauntingly beautiful innocent situation like innocence would be something i'd want to explore with this or fear in like a particular way like something bad could happen but again link back to innocence and it's just kind of nice and pure but something crazy could happen that's what i feel when i'm listening to this but apparently it's an old icelandic lullaby and bjork updated it and it depicts valleys and beautiful nature uh, pictures. So here's the thing. I do not really know what was being said in this verse because it's all Icelandic. Now, if this is something she sang to her daughter, which I, I mean, I'm pretty sure she did because it's an Icelandic lullaby and she wanted to bring that here. I mean, it totally makes sense. It fits this line of parent, this album of parenting and really brings it in. It also shares like a touch of her home and her culture with all of us out there. And I totally admire and respect that. Um, the English lyrics are translated uh, from somebody for us here, which is amazing. So in the first verse, it's my farm, my farm and yours sleeps happily at peace, fall snow silent at dusk on earth, my grass, my grass and yours keeps the earth still spring. And I'm like, yeah, that that just sounds real lullaby-y. 
simple ambiance stuff togetherness um grass growing like the season's passing i guess uh then in verse two it's nesting spring hid at the hill's root awake as are we faith in life quiet cold spring eye of the depths into the firmament staring still in the night and i'm like yeah that just sounds like being out in nature and like appreciating stuff and really just I, I like the focus on the the little details that make the natural landscape beautiful. I don't feel like my lullabies growing up cared as much about nature like that, which is cool. Um, the third verse, far away awakes the great world, mad with grim enchantment, disquieted, fearful of night and day, your eyes fearless and serene smile bright at me. I guess uh, so now I'm just picturing this as like a mom sitting there looking at her kid, looking out at the whole world as the world wakes up and enjoying the serenity and the beauty of just staring at your, your child, I guess. Haven't had that experience, but I'll be honest, sometimes when, you, when you're cuddled with the cat, it's real nice. So I guess maybe it's like that times a lot. And then uh, verse 4 is my hope. Your blessed smile rouses verse from sleep. The earth rests silent in arms of snow. Lily white closes your blue eyes, my little girl. Oh, you're, you're singing this to put your kid to sleep. It's a lullaby. I just clicked. And you're, you're singing a bunch of peaceful shit to make your kid go to sleep. It just clicked. I know, I know you guys watching slash listening probably were like, took him long enough. But yeah, I'm not a parent and I don't know that. I mean, it's fine this is not really something i like that much i mean i respect it i respect it's well made it's really beautiful and crap and like i guess if i had a kid i might empathize more with singing lullabies i don't it's it's just it was like a slow churchy feeling for me and like i appreciate the beauty in it like i said with my scoring a little bit but i don't really think this is my cup of tea so i'm giving this one a four and I would totally skip this track every time. Although, should I have a kid, I'll play it for my kid and see if the like little baby reacts to it or something. I don't know. Anyway, next one is a title I'm probably not going to say correctly. So let's talk about Alberten. This is such a strange experience. So this whole track is is just gibberish, as in like ha to do do ha, and then ha 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 ha, and then like I don't know other sounds. She just makes a bunch of sounds and stuff, but somehow it feels like it's carrying over this like arc of the story. It almost feels like you can still understand what is being said in the song. Like it isn't just a lack of a narrative, which I think makes it pretty interesting. Like to me. It felt right in the line of the other ones. Like, I just pictured her, like, I don't know, doing mom crap in the kitchen. Like, I don't really know the specifics of it. But it felt like dancing around and whatnot. And she was having a good time. And it was, like, her kids there. Because I can't not think about her kid as we're talking about this album. Even though I haven't even Googled it or anything. It's just the essence of just a joyful little morning like i feel like it's the morning um apparently all all bertan or however it is means all the brightness um and she uh i don't know she has a little thing about how she just wanted to make some gibberish and kind of break through a wall of light to shine in some sort of deep poetic stuff just to kind of like express herself and i think it's it's interesting right because in the current era there's such an attack on mumble rappers for like maybe not enunciating and clearly using words in their rap right and if you look at it from like a lens of 
pure hip hop and using your platform to say stuff and rhyming i kind of completely get what you mean but if you look at it from sounds like this where so much is communicated through just expressive vocal presence just like an upbeat interesting thing where it's almost like a template for you to add your own words like when she starts screaming i'm just hearing i want to be free you know like you almost put the words in for yourself like it's like a, a mad libs for a song or something that i think people don't like to acknowledge is scat as like the the jazz vocal style of like the or i'm the scat man you know what i'm talking about um i hope you know what i'm talking about if not scat man john that dude's got a cool story you should check it out um performed till he collapsed on stage trooper to like the cause like lived it up man that guy started so late in life that like like Samuel L. Jackson, if you're under 40, you still totally have. And if you're over 40, it's never too late to like start chasing your dreams. Um, but yeah, I thought this was such a nifty approach to songs. And it actually has inspired me, right? Because I can't promise that I'm some kind of a talented beat maker. But as I sit there in my lap, I'm like, what if I just started recording random sounds for like the next year? I bet if I just tried real hard i could fill a song or make a beat out of my voice just using now you know why because bjork did this kind of crap and got me all inspired will i release something like that i don't know if it sucks absolutely not but if i pull it off yeah i mean y'all can think back to this review those of you who ever happen to notice it and let me know um i get this a 4.35 i don't really know what to do with it but i like it this is something interesting to me honestly though let's move on just a little bit and we're gonna talk about who is it carry my joy on the left carry my pain on the right i think we need to absolutely give our hats off moment to razel for doing this whole one take beatbox here now what i interpret from a one take beatbox is that whole thing you hear laid down is him laying it down that was one take that's him doing it without interruption as in they didn't need to perform crazy surgery to make it sound like that so kudos to razel for his amazing beat like it is absolutely stellar the hip-hop cat in me can't help but be enthralled by the inclusion of such hip-hop elements in such an album that's so vocally carried forth so that's really cool to me it gets me more engaged and it gets me happier so i mean call that selfish but that's what it is um i like the way it starts although the way it, sorry i like the way it starts once the beat kicks in but the way it starts with like the high-pitched noises for a second you should just like singing and you're like i don't know what the hell's going on here uh and then it kicks in and i'm like whoa what a juxtaposition so i'm not like completely sold on the intro but it does serve a lot to to kind of create a theatrical uh effect while listening to the song so i kind of get where she's coming from on it plus she's a significantly more talented person than i am so who the fuck's my opinion anyway um once the song kicks in i think it's like a pure purely perfect like i like the the lyrics his embrace a fortress it fuels me and places a skeleton of trust right beneath us bone by bone stone by stone and i get the feeling that now she's talking a bit about her partner and the person who would help her with this or maybe it's her child again 
or I don't know if her child's a boy, actually. I, I don't know. Um, but it kind of feels a little bit like she's talking about her partner, somebody which would be like her husband at the time who, you know, you would imagine in like a functional relationship. So I'm just going to assume it's functional because you don't see her going on about an absent guy sucking or whatever. Um, that, that he's part of it and he he's uh like an, a crucial part of it according to her she wrote this at the end of vespertine um but like she didn't feel like it belonged on the album so i do believe that a lot of that album was was fueled by dude she was banging her husband guy which is fair you're allowed to bang your husband in fact i wish like more married people would be like ah fuck so that like we could destigmatize sexuality in a cooler way but now nah, everyone gets married everything's so private and everyone's so taboo and weird blah either way so i hear this and i'm like after going through some of that baby stuff that we've had so far maybe some of the challenges that she's felt with emotionally having this like verse where she just kind of shows yeah but i got my rock there my center it's it's really awesome and I thought that was cool. Maybe she wrote this to even remind herself that he's there. Because I could imagine that being a guy in a relationship, there are many moments where I make her question if I have any intelligence at all. So um, it's good to know that, the that like, you know, she'll, she remembers that I do. But uh, that's kind of what I picture in this song like this. Like, she just almost wrote it to remind herself of what's up. Um, if you ask yourself patiently and carefully, who is it? Who is it? But it's also done in such a general way where you're left like where you can find out who this person is for yourself. It doesn't have to be a guy. It could be anything. It's the source of your strength that keeps you grounded, which I think is just an important thing being communicated in the midst of all of this other stuff. Um, you know, you have your kid, your whole world's going on, but you have to also take care of yourself. You also have to remember that you count and you're important. And it's almost like in the plane when the air mask come down, you got to put your air mask on first because if you pass out putting on your kid's air mask and you fail at doing that, right, you both did. Um, anyway, then you get the, uh, the kind of chorus. Who is it that never lets you down? Who is it that gave you back your crown and the ornaments? They're going around. Now they're handing it over. They're handing it over. They're handing it over. And it just kind of feels like now a bit more like a Disney movie. And it's actually all the woodland creatures that are kind of swirling around and flying and, and redecorating her like a princess. So maybe it's just about finding your little secret place or whatever. But that's kind of what I picture from the chorus. And it's really upbeat and it's really fun. And I feel like it's comforting in a sense. Like I, I found myself really enjoying this one. Then you got your second verse. He demands a closeness. We have all earned a lightness. Carry my joy on the left. Carry my pain on the right. And I kind of feel like, again, that's with that partner where um, when you want to be close, part of that is to carry both the joy and pain. And so something I actually find I have a lot of trouble with in my current life, and it's going to sound stupidly weird to people. It's not the pain on the right. So it's actually gotten really simple to have the right network in place to carry that pain of mine on the right. But then there's the other part, which is carry the joy on the left. So I take that like it's people to win with. It's people to celebrate the victories. Like, do you know how complicated it is to, to have a lot going for you, let's say, even if it's not tangible, even if y'all don't agree or believe me. There's a lot of things in my heart and soul that I feel like are wins that when I try to express them to people, like I can't, they can't carry my joy. They don't understand the things that fuel my joy and my happiness. And I find that to be such an interesting point that she brings up here that like to be close means you have to be able to appreciate the wins and the losses and this balanced everything. And I thought that was truly profound because 
because of my own personal struggles right now where winning is is complicated like i do incredible like i put out an album recently i'm not trying to plug it i'm actually just trying to express how complicated that was for me because i put this out and it's like nobody really knows how to react in my personal life we're all fucking middle class office employees and stuff and they're all like that's great you got your little hobby going and i'm like i put out a music album that i produced and stuff like to me it's a super significant joy but like my girlfriend's not a musician person she doesn't really get it and you know like, i ended up at this point where like i'm like wow this is such a not fulfilling feeling because there was nobody to like carry joy with me maybe i'm misreading that but that's kind of what i took from it hearing those words um and i think that's a lot of how music works in general is you have your own life experiences you hear somebody else's life experiences and the little baby that gets made when you fuck in your mind to create the new ideas is what comes out um so i give this a 4.5 on 5 and i thought it was it was a pretty great track so if i check the time here it's coming up to about 50 minutes of recording and I feel like the right move right now would be to cut this for uh, the part one, even if part two might be a little bit longer. I don't know. I feel like it'll be approximately the same length. Still, I'm trying to do the shorter part one, part two business because people seem to click more on the videos when they're not as dauntingly long. So we're experimenting. And anyway, this is about the first half of the album being done, taking into consideration what comes on the rest of the album and the intro bit at the front. So let me know what you think so far. Part two will be out real soon. I'm going to go record it right after I finish recording this one. Um, let me know what you think. I would love to hear your comments. If you make that effort to comment, I'll make that effort to answer you. Feel free to subscribe to the channel for part two and more reviews. Like the video if you did. And special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, Chris Prado, Jonathan Barnes, DJ Black Hurricane, Lindo Williams, and Connie Sparks. They're dope. They support what we do. They helped us get a new camera. They helped us get on all the podcasting sites like uh, Apple and Spotify and all that, Podbeam. And uh, because of them, we're going to have a website that I'll be flushing out in the next uh, couple of weeks. So thank them they're incredible people and they get to tell us what albums to review as well so if you want to be like them you can sign up at patreon go you person that might do that and otherwise i dropped a music album like a music album this is the part where i do pluck it uh last week two weeks ago sorry and i would love to hear what you think it's called the alternative grind it's it's about me so check it out let me know what you think like i said and on that note don't got a lot more to say in part one so live long and prosper everyone I should do it like this. Whoops.